back. It's your man Lavernius Coles with his best friend Wayne Quebec. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. Excited. We're getting closer and closer to a opening night, so uh, sure we had a lot to talk about, but not much has changed since the last, uh, you know, show. But uh, how's your level of excitement getting to the first game on Monday night? Oh, super excited, buddy. I mean, right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a season preview so that people can understand. How I feel, he always know us. I'm going to be me, can't help myself, and we're going to have predictions. So we're going to get ready to go at it. And we're going to start with the, your favorite person, Mr. Aaron Rodgers himself. So what do you think it'll take for him to have a good year, and how high is the bar? I think the bar is very high. Um, obviously, the Johnsons brought him in because this is uh, what everybody's been chasing. You know, it was a Super Bowl victory that – uh has eluded us for over 50 years, you know, something I was chasing for 11 years, uh, something the fans been waiting for. So the bar is very high, you know, and when he came in and said um, the Super Bowl trophy looks, you know, lonely uh, in the Jets complex, uh, at that point he said it's Super Bowl in Boston. Now listen, I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but if they don't win it, uh, it's no, one, two, or three, it'll be, it'll be a bust if they don't win the Super Bowl when he's here. That's, you know, he said it that high. Okay. So so basically what you're telling me is you're giving him more than two years to win a Super Bowl. So you're saying they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year, which I don't have them winning a Super Bowl this year because of uh, the few issues I've talked about before. But he still has to build continuity with these guys. And I know he's been here this offseason and done quite a bit. But it still takes a little time to get to know um, one New York because he's going to have to deal with the traffic getting to the stadium unless he's catching the bus. And I doubt he's catching the bus. And then you're going to have to deal with the fans not being happy about uh, how you plan from the word go. I mean, because they're not going to come out lighting it up. As we can see that in this first preseason game, he didn't come out just killing everybody. Because, again, the ball was coming out quick. Uh, they were showing a lot of pressure. And they didn't look too good when them, they had uh, that zero blitz package on them. So, Hopefully they, they, they figure that out and this offensive line is ready to go, my friend. But the yeah, bar is yeah. Super Bowl, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Right. Listen, the, the point is like, you know, leaving the world better than when he entered it. If he didn't doesn't leave the Jets uh, better than it is right now when he gets there, like I said, it's a, it's a bust. But um, listen, it, it has to happen this year, next year. Like I said, if not, you know, it's going to be a big disappointment. Well, statistically, I think if he could just have the same stats he had last year in Green Bay and everybody saying it was a down year for him, I still think that would be a plus for the Jets. I mean, um, what, well, they won seven games last year, I believe. Uh, this year, if they'd had a little better quarterback play, they probably could have got over the hump with 10 wins, uh, probably been in the playoffs. So if he's able to produce what he produced in Green Bay with the Jets this upcoming season, uh, I see them winning nine to 11 games, but you yeah. have to think about all of the things that they have to overcome. I mean, think about just the division alone. I mean, with New England, which is the arch nemesis, which nobody's ever paying attention to, they always have a chance as long as they got Bill Belichick. And then you have the Miami Dolphins, who I think actually is going to win the division. Um, I saw something the other day where they were actually picked third to win the division behind the Jets and Buffalo. And then, of course, everybody has Buffalo as the favorite, which I don't have Buffalo as the favorite 
because of one Von Miller's coming off an injury. He he he's a the, the backbone of that defense over there, and is always great. And I, I just think the Dolphins have loaded up and they're ready to surprise some people. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, listen, Patriots always have Belichick. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback, and we can't beat them. But um, I think they're, you know, going to be in last place in division. Uh, like I said, everybody expects Buffalo, but I think Miami um, has a great team. But you know, if you could, we always say if you could win all your home games versus you know in division. And win half of them on the road, you got a chance. But uh, we'll find out a lot, the open night versus Buffalo. But I think they'll be right up there. Um, if not the AFC champ- East champion, then a wild card. Well, I guess I'm going to put you right on the spot. Do you think they're going to beat Buffalo twice? I think they can. I really do. I think they can. Um, I don't know if they will, but I think they they could win that open night game, and then we'll see what happens in Buffalo. You're so, you think you're so negative, dude. Go ahead. Do you think they'll there's beat Miami? No, there's no negative, man. Miami, I don't know. I think they can beat Miami. I think I they can beat I think they could beat I can think they could beat any of those teams on any given night. I really do. Okay. You still answer my question. Do you what? think they will beat Buffalo twice? This I just said I think they can. Okay. I okay. think they can beat I think they can beat both games. Yeah. So do you think they'll beat Miami twice? I think they can. So do you think they will beat New England twice? I definitely think they'll beat New England twice. I think so the, the reign of New England's over. They're going to sweep the division. So they 6-0 they already. Okay, okay. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, things are looking up. I mean, hey, I'm, I, maybe you, you saw something I didn't see. But, hey, guys, hey, Wayne got them sweeping the division this year. Okay. All right. Well. So we're going to move on from that because since he's got them 6-0, and he has them losing to nobody. How about the run game, man? Who do you think will end up having the most rush yards? Who's going to get the most carries? Because uh, you got Brees coming off of his knee. You have um, – uh, what's the other running back name we just picked up? Forgive me. Alvin uh, Cook. Alvin Cook, yeah. He's just coming off shoulder surgery or whatever. How do you think this is going to balance out? Well, I think – I mean, I think – Cook could get a bulk of it just, um, you know, when he's healthy. Michael Corey can obviously contribute, you know, when uh, inside the five, whatever. But Brees Hall is that guy. He's that guy that you got to get back integrated into it. I mean, I've never had those injuries, so I don't know. But he is he's special. Uh, I think he'll get most of the work in the passing game. Um, but if they can both return to form that they've had, um, they need the running game. Like you said, they're getting the key on the pass, um, the short routes and all that stuff. So they need they need to be able to run the ball. Well, well how, how long do you think before they're able to both get back in the form? Because they're both coming off significant surgeries. I mean, a shoulder surgery ain't nothing to sneeze at as a running back. And surely right. an ACL ain't nothing to sneeze at as a running back. And he hasn't even seen it in preseason action, had any contact. And when I was up there watching him uh, run on the other field, he still looked like he was a little ways off from being what I saw uh, last uh, offseason when I saw him as a rookie. So when you got two running backs that are trying to get back to form, uh, you're going to have to lean a bit more on the passing game until those guys get all the way healthy, Uh, which means that the offensive line is going to have to step up and be a big part of everything that's happening in all phases 
And you know how I feel about them. I'm not going to get on them today, guys, because I know y'all get mad at me and say I'm just being mean, but I'm just speaking Uh, obvious. I'm speaking obvious, buddy. So uh, give me something. I mean, which one of you you think is going to have the better year, Brees or Dalvin? No, I think Brees. I think Brees is, like I said, that guy. He's coming off the worst injury with the leg. But um, if he if he can come back to what he was last year, oh, that's the kind of guy that uh, you know Aaron Rodgers needs uh, to get to get involved. But um, you know, listen, they're blessed to have you know three guys that could play. Carter showed we could do his rookie year, uh, maybe the rookie from Pitt. But um, you know, if, if my guy is Brees Hall uh, to have those explosive players. I'm going with the youth. I'm going with the veteran. I'm gonna say Dalvin Cook. I have a better season because I one is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he has a shoulder. It's not a leg. And getting comfortable again, being able to plan off of that, that leg, because I don't think it's going to be straight ahead for him. It's going to be him building confidence and making those nice cuts he was making before he injured it. And I think that's going to take a little bit longer than most people think. So I think Dalvin just with a, uh, coming off of a shoulder. And I think he played with that shoulder uh, most of the season last year. So for him to have it feeling better, I think he'll be a, a, a better fit, especially early on in the season. And if he get it going early, he could be the hot hand, and I don't see them switching it up that much just to get Brees back involved. Because, I mean, he, he's an older guy, veteran guy. He can catch it out the backfield and make plays. And he is a home run hitter himself. So he, he has the speed to yeah. take it the distance also. So yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. But, uh, again, we're talking about injuries again. Guys haven't been able to get in the continuity of things with each other and be on the field together. All of this stuff takes time. So I'll move on. How legit can the passing game be with Aaron Rodgers back there? I mean, I, I know we, we went on him, but we got to talk about Mr. Wilson himself. Everybody knows he's getting the ball now. Yeah. How good can he be this year when people start game planning for him? I want to hear your opinion on that. Dude, I think just watching him, we were there at practice. Just watching, he's so smooth. He's so smooth. I know, um, obviously, the chemistry is there with Alan Zard coming in around the Cabo, those guys. But Garrett's a different breed, man. I mean, he, he can take it the distance at any time, you know, turn a you know, small route into a big gain. Um, and Aaron trusts him, and you could see that. You could see that in, in the preseason game they played. But uh, we talked about this. We both agreed that going in the draft that he, just the separation he got at Ohio State, he was the better prospect than, uh, like, Drake London and those guys. So, yeah, sky's the limit. Um, he could do it all, Garrett Wilson. And as far as the whole passing attack, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think they're, they're going to be special. We, we know he's a great player. He's a great talent. But uh, who is going to step up when they start doubling him? Because me and you know he's getting the ball. I mean, everybody else in the league know he's getting the ball. So when, And they're going to take some guys away. We know what New England do. They come out certain games and be like, this guy ain't going to beat us. Somebody else is going to have to beat us. Who is going to be that other guy to step up and make those plays? Because teams are going to take him away. He's not a rookie anymore. They got film on him. They, 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 they see what he can do. He's just not going to show up on Sundays, and he's just going to be running free one-on-one. Not happening this season. So who is going to go out there on the other side of him and make plays right now? That's the question. I mean, uh, losing Corey Davis is, is, is a huge thing. He was going to be one of those guys. I mean, Cobb's been in the league forever. Um, Rodgers likes to throw us to his tight end. But, um, yeah, we've seen it. Belichick, if he wants you out of the game, he's going to stick two guys on him. So, uh, like I said, these guys have to be the ball, but it's up to Hackett. 
what he's going to do to, you know, match wits in the chess game with a guy like Belichick, someone like oh. that. Um, Rodgers is going to have to do, you know, more than he usually does just based on the fact that he doesn't have, uh, you know, that two receiver or, or number three. So um, it's going to have to be Lazard. It's going to have to be the tight ends. But, uh, you know, hopefully they could, you know, game plan ways to get Garrett and Brees and those guys more involved. Yeah, well, I guess I mean there are ways to try to try to get them involved, put them in bunches, try and hide them, uh, put them in motion. Yeah, yeah, but but again, I mean, even with that being done, you still have to think about you know the the complexities of a defense still game planning uh, just for him, and then once they take him away, uh, where where is the explosion going to come from? I, I think McCole Hardman had an injury the other day. I think I saw something roll. He was that that guy that had the speed. I don't see nobody else that scares you at all uh where people aren't going to play 10 yards and in because ain't because somebody can get behind them uh right. we're gonna have to look look for somebody else to step up and then i think what we traded away what mims or something to uh detroit and they got rid of him so uh hopefully we probably could snatch him back up and bring him back in to give us a little bit of depth another big body that can run and maybe could take the top off if, if, if we ain't haven't given up on him or left a bad taste in his mouth and he's willing to walk back through the door right all right, so I, I I would assume you would I would assume you would think that Aaron Rodgers would be the offensive MVP. Or am I wrong? I do. I do think he's man. You don't like this guy. I, listen, I wasn't a Rodgers. Listen, I wasn't a Rodgers fan. Uh, to be honest with you, it's not about his play. I just didn't like him as I didn't like him as a guy. I, from yeah. what I heard from him, what I seen from him. I said he must have had some PR guy, you know, hired, you know, firm in New York to, to deal with this media. And we'll see what happens. But if they're going to be successful, he's going to be the offensive MVP. And if they're not, it doesn't really matter who the MVP is because it's not a good year. So it, it won't even matter if he's not the MVP. So, so I guess I would assume that if one of these guys go off Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall, then you're not – they could be the supporting cast for him, but they could be the ones that carry the team down the road, especially if the offensive line could find some continuity in the run game later on down the road without us having uh, multiple receiving threats. That Because uh, if they take Garrett away, other guys are going to be one-on-one. If they can't win, then the running game is going to have to do. So I, I figure one of the running backs would be the MVP, in my, in my opinion, uh, this year because they're going to have to carry the load for us. I just think if one of them could be healthy and, and catch stride early, they're going to have to be the icing on the cake like Brees was before he got injured yeah. because when, before he got injured, he was the lightning in the bottle the team needed week in and week out uh, yeah. up until six, week seven. Yeah, I would think they'd split the vote looking at it now, but if one steps up, yeah, they easily can uh, be that guy. But like I said, I think they, they're they going to live or die with how Aaron Rodgers plays. That's just my feeling. Well, it's too much pressure on him. I don't think they should put – he didn't come here to carry us. The defense is going to carry us. We just need him to come in and make the plays that guys didn't make last year. And then we need our offensive line to just keep him upright and keep him healthy so that he can uh, line up every Sunday, Monday, whatever game right, we got right, right. on prime time right. to get, give, up, give our offense a chance. Because I think what well, he was putting up 21 points a game uh, over there in uh, Green Bay. And I think what well, we averaged with like 13, 14 as a team last year, and I think our defense only gave up average between, what, 15 and 18 points a game last season. So if he can get us 21, 
might sweep the division, like you said. You never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be an optimist for about four five minutes, and then I'm going back to being me. Uh, all right, all right. So, overall offensive grades, you think they'll have at the end of the year? I'm curious to know. I would say a B plus. Back to my grade. You know what I mean? I just think. Uh, what do we? I think. I mean, last year's grade was what a, a D. I mean, you know, it was based D-L. on. Yeah, and you go jumping from a D and an F all the way up to a B plus. Yeah. Oh, dude, come on, dude. Can we can we talk about the four quarterbacks we had last year? It was bad, dude. It was so bad. Oh, but how they were bad. So when we had like, when we had the Mike F and White shirts, we were supposed to be support. He was he was the savior until he yeah, had dude. to like I told you, he had to go get the flat jacket. Now dude. again, the quarterbacks is horrible. <laughs> how do you think the boy got broke up? And I don't want to keep harping on these guys. How did the kid get broke up? Who, Mike White? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't good. He was just the better of the four bad quarterbacks. <laughs> That's, so he wasn't like, by, by default, you know what I mean? So you had me go get this, this T-shirt made, and he wasn't good. Is that what you're telling no. me? He oh. wasn't a good quarterback. Oh. He was the best of what they had. You know I'll tell I mean? you, Flacco, Flacco couldn't move. Streamler was a, you know, freaking running back. Like Tebow, he couldn't throw. Zach Wilson had no confidence. He lost the locker room. Mike White was like, we'll settle on that. Dude. It was bad. It was so bad last year, man. You do know he was a backup quarterback down there in Miami, right? Good. I hope uh, Tua gets hurt. And then Mike White's a quarterback. That locks us you in for two wins. You, you really think? that somebody with a chip on their shoulder. Come on, man. Come on, Wayne. Come on, Wayne. The last quarterback we let go to come back and play against us spanked us. You remember who that was? Mr. Who? Chad Pennington himself. Yeah. Right. You don't want to talk well, about Chad, that. Chad's a good quarterback. Chad was a very good quarterback. Okay. You, so, you know what so, I mean? So Mike, so Mike White has just went to, to, to the boo-boos just that fast? Yeah, dude. Like I said, man, I don't know how we will. Somebody go back recordings from last year. If you can hear me, Mr. Producers, please go get the recordings from last year about how great Mike White was and how he could be the savior for the team. We just had to put him in. And then the guy was playing well. Then he got broke up because the line couldn't block. And then everything was just downhill from there. But I'll let let the recordings uh, back me up on this. I ain't ain't going to go into detail. I'm gonna let you have that one. I'm gonna let you have on. But and then you get went from a, a D or F all the way up to a B plus for the offense with yeah. the same guys, except for just a different quarterback. It's not the same guys, man. Not the same guys. We got the weapon. The this quarterback. This quarterback gives you an extra three or four wins just based on what they did last year. Beckton oh. came back. He looked awesome. Dwayne backs. Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Brown's back. They, they're so much better across the board than they were last year. Okay. I don't know why you're not seeing this. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going to yeah. use last year. I'm going to use him again you're this year. You see? You're a grumpy old man, dude. No, these same, these same two eyes. I'm going to keep them wide open, too. These same two eyes I used last year, I'm using this year. Right. I'm going to move on, my friend. Let's go to the fun side of the ball. That, that gives me hope that they could reach the Super Bowl. Because talking about the offense, I get no hope that they're going to make the Super Bowl. I'm just being honest. Now, I don't think it's just going to happen on that side. It won't be them carrying this. But this defense right here now, this defense, buddy, 
Something special. Who you think is going to have the most tackles, the most sacks, and the most picks? Uh, I mean, usually you look at the guys, uh, you know, at linebacker, lead the team in tackles. Uh, you, you Hopefully it's not the safeties, because if it's the safeties and corners, that means they're getting past the, the front seven. Uh, obviously, Mosley, um, you know, is that guy. Um, he's all over the place. Um, and when you have a line so good um, that could bottle up the, the linemen, then you know linebacker, the linebackers could just fill the gaps and make the tackles. And uh, based on that, I think he's in the lead. Sacks, I mean Quinnen, uh, you know the guys are coming off the ends. I mean Johnson and McDonald and Lawrence, all those guys are going to get their sacks. But with that push up front and the way Quinnen's been playing, I would think he's the sack leader. Uh, but I think multiple guys are going to have you know five plus sacks and then picks. <laughs> are they going to throw it to us? What are they going to do? They're going to go with Hall. I mean, um, is the, you know Nickelback going to do it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, pick, you know, pick where well, you want to lose. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna go with C.J. Mosley for the most titles. He's a tackling machine. I give him that. That's what he does. You 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 get the ball out there. He see it. He's going to it. You don't want the ball with that man on the field. I'm going with Jermaine Johnson at the most sacks. I just watched him this preseason. It looks like he's on a whole nother level from last year, just the way he's coming off the ball and how impressive he looks in his uniform. I said, man, maybe it's just 11 on his back. Just makes him look like a machine out there. I was just like, ooh, right, God, right. Just, it just looks totally different coming off the edge. It's like something has gotten into him this year. Like he got something to prove. Like you forget I was a first rounder last year also. Then, right, you have, right. then you have Sauce in the secondary, who I don't think people are going to test that much now. Now, them Dolphins, they don't care who on what side with Tyreek. I'm going to tell you that now. Nah, they throwing. That's about the only team I see doing it. Everybody else is going to shy away from him. So I think DJ Reed going to get more targets his way, and it's going to give him an opportunity to get more picks. So I go with him getting the most interceptions. But defensively, these guys are just studs. I even went with uh, Jermaine Johnson being the team defensive MVP this year because I just think they're going to double Quinn as much as they can and going to leave him one-on-one on the outside. And with the steps and improvements he's made, he's just going to be tearing it up this year. I'm, 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 what, what, mark my words. He turn, he's going to turn the corner this year, and people are going to be surprised to see him. He's going to go to the Pro Bowl, if not be all pro. You think about it. They're going to have a lot of Pro Bowl players on that defense this year. You think? Well, I know they had one on every level last year. So it was Sauce in the secondary, CJ at linebacker, and then Quinton on D-line. So I think with Quinn ain't going to get so much attention this year, uh, that, that front four, they're going to have to double a couple of them guys. Jermaine is still new, so they haven't really really peaked him that much, and they're going to focus on keeping the pocket from being, you know, collapsed from up the middle with those guys to get quarterbacks the opportunity to step up. But with Jermaine's speed, he'll be able to come off the end and just wreak havoc um, in the backfield. So I, that's, that's what I anticipate happening defensively. Hopefully he gets some strip sacks and some and, and mess everything up so we can get some points scored on the defensive side of the ball. That that's what's really going to give us a chance. If our defense could put up seven points a game, not now you're talking about I'm gonna say 11, 12 win season for us. If they can give up, they can average at least uh, a touchdown a game. Yeah, dude, I agree. Like I said, the defense didn't have the takeaways. They didn't have the scores. They could be that much better if, if they could. Uh... They're going to have to score, like you said, or set up field position and stuff like that. But uh, 
You're right. It goes it goes with the defense on how successful in uh, the wins they're gonna get. So so since you since you gave me that old bum grade for the offense at B plus, what you think the overall grade for our defense would be at the end of the season? So if you give them a you you say don't say the wrong thing, Wayne, but go ahead. I'm mean, I want to warn you before you say it. Go ahead and say it. A minus at the least, man. They're you know okay. we agree on that. They're special, man. Yeah, if you'd have said a B plus, man, I'd have cut no. my mic off. I mean, man, you really put them on the same <laughs> level with, with 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 our offense. No, no, they they, they got to be a better. Um, yeah. The talent is on that side of the ball. Um, that's that's where the money's spent. So yeah. I, I just don't see that that defense giving up much at all. They're going to be stingy. Um, teams are going to try to do things to get guys to run sideline to sideline to get them tired. But they come in waves, so they should be fine. Yeah, you know what the thing is? Hold on one sec. You know what the thing is? Defense did that last year, but they were on the field the whole game. We always talk about that. Like, you know, they make a big stop on a short field. uh, You know, get them to punt. They sit down. They get, you know, some Gatorade or something. And then you hear, punt return, get up. And it's like. Yeah, you know, punt. Yeah, it's like man, they they didn't get a breath, man, last year with the, no extending the drives. So if the offense can extend drives and long drives and convert third downs, they're going to be on the field less. You know, hopefully we'll be up in games and they're throwing the ball. They're throwing the ball to Johnson and McDonald. All these guys are going to be teeing off on quarterbacks, and then yeah. obviously then that's more more uh, interception, more scores for the defense. Well, that, that's who jerseys we need to be buying. You need to go buy the defensive jerseys because those are the guys who's going to be winning the games. Those are the guys who need to be interviewed. Uh, that's who Aaron need to be taking out to dinner. It don't need to be the offensive line. You need to be the defense themselves. Take the whole defense out to eat because that is who's going to be carrying you this year uh, and getting you all out of situations, in my opinion. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, defense is going to be amazing. Now, what are our coaching staff going to do? That is, that is what I'm looking forward to hear about because now that we have all these pieces, is it any hot seats going to be uh, around here if things don't go well on offense with Mr. Hackett? Uh, defensively, because we have a defensive-minded head coach, which we know and we truly believe they can get it done. But how do you feel coaching is going to do for us this year? Um, listen, you know, um, you know, the big focus last year was the offense coordinator, which was not good. Um, you know, terrible third down conversion. Red zone was non-existent. So, uh, you know, the big, the big, uh, improvement, you know, could be Hackett based on his, you know, past, uh, experiences with, you know, the MVP type, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, defense, Listen, you know, that's, those are the stars, like you said, and the way the defensive coaches have been with that. Uh, and Salah, it's just keeping everybody together. But he has that locker room presence. He has those vets, you know what I mean? He has, you know, uh, them policing themselves. It's not uh, it's not that kind of like, you know, you know, inmates running the asylum kind of thing. So uh, I love Salah. You know, I like uh, the defense coaches are tremendous, but... The question mark has been the offense coordinator, and hopefully Hackett could be that guy. He wasn't that guy last year as a head coach. Hopefully he's better, you know, as an offensive coordinator this year. Well, well, do you think he take the, 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 the rings off? And I get it, he's the offensive coordinator, but Aaron has been in the game for so long. Do you think he just allowed Aaron kind of to 
call some of his own plays and take some of that pressure off himself? Or do you think he's going to be a guy that's controlling and just trying to run it, run the offense the entire time? Because I think um, that'll be something to see how this all plays out with him as a coordinator and Aaron being so vocal and such a good leader on the field with the guys. And then Aaron being in the midst of the game, maybe he has a better understanding about what plays should be called and not called. How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. You know, Aaron, he's seen everything. He's been around a long time. But you remember times when uh, sometimes the best is, is, is being out there is when Vinny was allowed to call the plays and Chad was allowed to call the plays in certain situations. Um, and Aaron should have that freedom to, to, yeah. to do that. And uh, the best sometimes they played was when Vinny was calling the plays. We know games like that. We talked about the Monday Night Miracle. So I think they've got a good balance, um, but you know, Aaron Aaron can call him. He can call him. They know each other real well, and that chemistry and that history is definitely going to help the, the you know success of the offense. All right, yeah, because I, I was I was just curious about that because you know sometimes uh, coordinators' egos get a little bruised up when when guys start calling play because I've been in offense where. The, the play come in and that's the play. And I'm like, neither one of them are going to work. <laughs> and it'd be, right, it'd be right. run, run, run right, run left. I'm like, we need to be throwing the ball. But hopefully, you know, he he, he doesn't handcuff him and, yeah. and allow him to be the great quarterback he is and, and see why he'll end up being a first ballot Hall of Fame going into. And also, who do you think the biggest – you know who I think it is, but who do you think the biggest threat to the Jets is in the division? You say Miami – I agree with you. I think I don't know. I think just think the Patriots aren't the ain't, aren't that team anymore. Yeah, they have our number, but yeah, I think Miami. Um, I think Buffalo's kind of overrated. I do think uh, Miami's tough team across the board. You know, they got two great corners, two great receivers. Uh, kind of goes with the quarterback. You know how he does, but um, easily. If it's not the Jets, I think Miami is the uh, you know the competition to win the AFC East. Okay, all right. We you agree with me? Of course I do. I told you the Dolphins are uh, here, and they got actually three good receivers. That they had their third receiver restructured so that he can come back, which make them more potent offensively because they got three speeds. They basically got a, a track team out there, which right, ain't right, gonna right. be fun to defend. I can tell you that much. Them boys, right. they can catch screens <laughs> and. And they can go deep, hit posts, and if they max protect. They got three blazers out there that can just go get it. So, it, it, they they something to be dealt with. People ain't talking about them like that, but I've been paying attention to the moves they've been making, and, and they they coming. I mean, if it was me, I'm be like, if I was on the other side, I'd be like, boy, we got Miami this week defense. You know how we be sitting in the meetings and and coach be like. Uh, GTFB, get the F back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be like, this my ew, 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 ew. Because the boy dropping bomb. You better go yeah. back up. I'm t- they, they are coming. It is a track meet on grass. So get your mind right. Hey, they be doing What's that peace <laughs> when they're running by you. Like, that's got to be a bad feeling, man. That's a kick in the nuts. Ain't nothing you can do about it either. Ain't nothing you can do about it. What, you gotta fake what, the hamstring, be like, oh, whoa. <laughs> you know, like someone gets embarrassed and you know they're on the ground, like make believe they slipped, and you're like, you know they're fine, but they just don't want to get up. That's that's what they the do. You know they're gonna play at the meetings the next day. That's the worst part about it, because you know you gotta see it again. And coach ain't gonna not play it. 
and he he just gonna show it and all the guys gonna be laughing and chuckling and talking about you soon and and the worst part of it is the night that it happens and you get home you have to sit there and think about going to see that play the next day all day up until they show it i'm telling you it just one of them things that just irks you i remember i had a situation with benny well benny called me out early in my rookie year that I, I didn't get the correct depth on the route, right? Now, you could probably attest to this. So on the sideline, it, it got intercepted. The dude just sat on the route. Oh, you got to get to your depth, and you're not running hard. You're not doing this. We got the meetings the next day. That play came up. I got to my depth. I ran hard. He sat on it. You know what they did? They went right next to the play. next day. They nothing. Yeah. Oh, so we don't get to dress, <laughs> which I was telling me I did. Uh, right, right. On the field yesterday, we just skipped right by because we know these quarterbacks have these fragile egos that we have to yeah. protect. But okay, neither here nor there. We're gonna move on. So, what do you think their record is going to end up being this season? The Jets, of course. Since you already got them six and zero in the division, I'm, I'm wondering how many of the other games you think they're gonna they're gonna win. <laughs> Listen, I'm optimist. Obviously, I'm not gonna go in now saying they're gonna have a record that they're not making the playoffs. I'm hoping they win every game, and I'm praying for that, and I believe that. I know that's not a fact. I understand that. You're the realist. I'm the optimist. But if they're not, I mean, they have to be 11-6 and six to, to be in the playoffs. That's I think that's the record. Do I think they can do that? I think 11-6 and six is the floor. Can they do better? Yeah. Yes. But I think they're a, a playoff team. I think 11-6, and six, they make the playoff. So I'm thinking 11-6, and 12-5 is the record. That's what I feel. I had a coach tell me a long time ago, there is a difference between perception and reality. Remember that? Perception yeah. and reality. So you're saying they're not going to make the playoffs is what you're saying. That's what you're saying? I'm not, I'm not you're saying. You're saying they're not going to make the playoffs. You're thinking they're a 9-8 uh, win team. <sighs> if I had to pick today, I would say they'll win nine games. Okay. So you don't think they're a playoff team? If they can get in with nine games, I we had a team last year get in with eight wins. So anything is possible. So we'll come up with a bet that if they're a playoff team or not. Like a good bet. Okay. Like, no problem. Like something. But, not but so what much if they money. get in with eight wins? That, don't, that ain't fair. Eight, a eight win playoff team is kind of. 10-11 no. wins. Playoff team, 10, 11 wins. Don't... I would like the fans to come up with a bet for me and you on who, who's right. Something bad, something embarrassing. It has to be prior to them kicking off the first game that we come up with this. You can't wait till the season starts and be like, well, okay, well, we're going to do this, do that. No, I want it before. They play on 9-11. I need them to come up with this for us. Listen, it'll be nice nice in New Jersey in, like, January where you can do, like, a polar bear plunge because I know how you Florida guys are. You don't like the cold. You'd be jumping in, in, the, in the ocean, the Jersey Shore, in January in your drawers, in your old man drawers. Well, you, man, you're trying to kill me. I mean, I know y'all don't like me that much, but golly. Polar bear plunge. Man, yeah. let, let, man, let me try and push a park car for five minutes or something. Something, wow. I, 
that's just hard to do, not try to hurt myself. Oh, Jeez, man. You're getting in it. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, 9-11 is coming up, and we were on that team uh, that made that decision not to go out to Oakland that year. And I was curious to know, do you think that was a good decision not to go at that point? Because remember, we needed that last game to get into the playoffs, but we had to double back to Oakland the week after, after coming back. How do you think that affected us having that, that double back and moving that game? You know what? If, if, you know, if that's the factor, uh, you know, success of the season, I'll, I would never go back on that. You know, you know, at that point, you know, we got in there and, and talked about should we play? You know, after 9-11, and, you know, Mawai and Vinny and us made a decision that we just didn't feel it was right uh, to play. Uh, we didn't want to play. You know, and the league kind of followed us. The other teams followed us. But, yeah, the, the question to not play, uh, and I'll never go back on that. It was the right decision. You know, just going down to ground zero, you know, with the Salvation Army and helping, you know, hand out orders and this and that and talking to the – Families and friends waiting to see, you know, if their loved ones, you know, were survived or were alive and just, you know, we're telling them stories and they're telling us stories and they're so happy to see us and like we, we wanted to be there for them. So the decision to not play um, that week, you know, was the best decision and I'll never question that. Awesome. You know, believe it or not, man, I, mean, I haven't talked about this a lot. That. That day before 9-11 happened, we played the Colts. We got smacked around pretty good by the Colts that, that, that afternoon. And I think I scored my first touch, touchdown um, that, that's of that season. Um, and I was super excited, even though, even though we got stomped. And me and Marcus Coleman went to the city that night, and we woke up. I got one phone call that next day, and it was from my mother. And my mother was like, Lavernius, tell me you're not in that city. I'm like... What do you mean? Yeah, I'm in the city. I'm Manhattan. She's like, get out of there. That was the only phone call I got that day. I actually watched the second plane hit out of my bedroom window at the from the Marriott, which is one of the craziest sights I've ever seen in my life. And the, they wouldn't let us get the vehicles um, early. And then they said we went down. We walked down to uh, Times Square uh, because everybody's in a panic. We was watching TV. And they was like, there's more planes missing. So everybody was scared. So I'm looking around like, well, if there's more planes missing, what better place to put another plane than where everybody is in Times Square? So I ended up going back to the hotel and waiting for a while. And then Marcus came and got me and was like, they're going to give us the vehicle. And we kept driving around the city in circles and circles. And they wouldn't let us pass. And then eventually I was like, Marcus, we're going to have to ask one of these cops to let us through. because We're not getting out of this city. And we pulled up to a cop, and we was like, sir, we play for the Jets. We're trying to get back to Long Island. Could you just let us through so we can get back? And that was one of the most eerie feelings I've ever had with me being in New York and New Jersey. On that expressway, there was nobody. There was no vehicles, no nothing on our way back to Long Island that day. And, man, it just it's just one of the most memorable, sad days of my career. And to sitting there with you guys when you guys made that decision, because I'm a young guy at the time, just – you know, trying to fit in, want to be a part of this great organization and this team. And to hear you guys make those decisions, then hear one of the big linemen stand up was like, well, maybe we should just get on the plane and fly over there and show people that we're not scared. And one of you guys, like, man, sit so behind down and shut up. 
people—they don't listen. You're from Florida. I grew up in New Jersey. It's like we pass the skyline all the time, yeah. all the time, and you see it now. You see it, and, and you know it's not there. But I have friends in those lot, tons of friends in that building in in the area, and to not hear from them and not you know, the, you know, phone calls go to voicemail and this and that, and to not hear till. Later that day, the next day, the day after that, you know, you know, and we lost a lot of friends and, and people, but um, yeah, just a sad, sad day, and just that first game when we came back, um, that that night, it wasn't even like, you know, it was just fans, it was just you know, just America, it was crazy, it was just a feeling of playing out there that night, uh, you know, it was electric and um, you know, just. One of those days, like you said, you'll never forget. Hey, man, true heroes, true heroes. Our firefighters, the people who lost their lives that day. Um, I'm just thankful that we have the people with these types of hearts in America that goes out and defends us. The people had to go overseas and fight for us. They ended up getting Osama bin Laden uh, 10 years after. But that shows how relentless America is, and I'm just thankful to be a part of this country. And have an opportunity to be beside guys like yourself. And man, this is what it's all about. 9 11, yeah. right around the corner. The Jets are going to be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. it's, gonna, it's gonna be a crazy night. Um, electric. It's, it's gonna be amazing. Good to have football back. But like you said, what we're, we're celebrating, it, you know, means uh, more than that. Yeah, now, now we get to move on to something a little more fun. We done got, we done got, my eyes starting to water, even though they're still wide open. How about some mean tweets? Let's bring up some mean tweets. Let's see what we got for old Bernie Bernie today. Because I know, I know people have had some comments they want to give me uh, based on how I've been ripping this offensive line. So go on, give it to me, Q. <laughs> Can I start? Um, Timothy Curry, yes. Cole seems bitter like Jets didn't give him money. He felt he deserved going to Washington. Yes. <laughs> You are bitter. Uh, yeah. This is the one. Obviously, this this is what it is. Wayne is ever the optimist. Laverne is the realist. And underscores what they've been saying for five months. Olin stinks. Uh, all the stuff you say, I agree. Uh, one person said uh, you remind them of the old guy in the Johnson family Christmas. <laughs> uh, well, I hope I hope Laverne is wrong. But the guy has said some things, and they have come true. Damn, I hope he's wrong. Uh, someone said the best thing the Jets ever did was trade you for uh, Santana to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what? Honestly, a lot of people agree with you, but like I said, the best quote was, uh, you know, if Jesus Christ himself came down to play for the Jets, you would still think they're going to lose every game. I mean, just the, the, comments, the comments are great, uh, but for the most part, yeah, for the most part, everything is like about you, positive, negative, just, and then it, after that, it'll be like Wayne, he 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 did okay. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Wayne, Wayne said the right thing. Wayne's optimistic. You know, Wayne doesn't rock the boat. But Elsie, like, yeah, he's uh, he's he's something else. He, you know, he's a character. But uh, that's what makes this show so great. The dynamic me and you have, and uh, we'll get into more stories, but. You know what I mean? I, I'm so happy we do this together and we get the reaction. And in our first, I look back on our first uh, view 
views uh, our first uh, game last year. I think we had like 28 views and I think like seven were my family, a couple friends and your family, but we're up to two, 3,000 views. But uh, we've come a long way, man. We've come a long hey, way. It's fun. I enjoy it. And I'm going to continue to tell the truth. I mean, that's just me being me. I, these these two things I was blessed with to see and watch football with, I'm going to give you the truth behind those eyes. And what I see is a struggle bus coming for them people up front. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And whatever y'all have for me, please give it to me before 9-11. Other than that, it ain't a bet. I'm telling you now. Get it to me before 9-11. Have a good one. I love you, brother, and I'll see you soon. Love you too, bud.